0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. As uh, we talk sports with you here right up until noon. We appreciate you spending some of your time uh, here with Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this here today. Uh, Tom Cakert will be first up. Uh, He joins us every Friday. He'll join us at 10.30 today. We'll get the latest on the Hawkeyes. More so on the football playoff from a Big Ten perspective. Boy, that news resonated yesterday, did it not? Uh, At 11.05, we're going to go to Chicago where Brian Walton from thecardinalnation.com has uh, found himself in Chicago. And he will join us just a couple of hours prior uh, to today's Cubs-Cardinals first of three, and the Cubs have made a pitching change. Uh, Stewart, Cole Stewart, will get the uh, call today for the Cubs. That book uh, bumps back Kyle Hendricks. I'm assuming till tomorrow they haven't made it official yet, at least that I've seen. Hendricks was slated to go today, uh, but prime time tomorrow night on Fox. Uh, It looks uh, the Cubs were undecided. It looks like they've decided. Stewart today, and then Hendricks tomorrow, followed by Davies on Saturday night. Cubs-Cardinals this weekend. Coincidentally, the weekend that Chicago opens back up and the ballpark will be jammed. So Brian Walton at 11.05 and then Dave Sproul. We will talk Iowa State. We'll get his perspective on the college football playoff from a Big Ten perspective, a Big 12 perspective rather. Then um, maybe bring up those twins last night who had a resounding ninth inning come from behind. Beat Chapman. Uh with a couple of bombs in the ninth inning. It was a good time at Target Field last night by all that were in attendance or watching wherever you were watching uh that game last night. Claxons Barbecue will bring our week to a close. Claxons at about eleven forty five. You know the drill. We'll give you four games with point spreads if possible. Or one, a puck line, a um couple of props. Tiebreaker winner gets 35 bucks in BBQ from Claxon's barbecue. The runner-up gets 25 and again, uh, you can only play this once a month. Not only you can only win once a month, you're only able to play once a month. We like new blood in this contest, and we've been uh, successful in doing that. So that's coming up about 11.45. College football playoff news. Uh, Some pretty good games in the NBA last night. The NHL is now down to its Final Four as the Avs, who I thought would uh, um, skate around with Lord Stanley's Cup, will have to wait another year as Las Vegas had other plans. How are you? I'm great. Last night was
2: fun. It was the highlight of the baseball season for me so far. Right? No, no, it's, that's going to be the highlight. There's, there's. So you're writing off July,
0: August, yes, and September, yeah. and the rest of June. Okay, nothing's going to happen that's as
2: fun as last night was.
0: And well, it's the other team. It's the team in the yes. other dugout, right? That amplifies it. That's what takes it. If to If it that was that level. the Tigers, it would have been a nice comeback. Sure, but
2: yeah, even the White Sox, right. even a division eight, there's something the different. Yanks. Yes, it's the Yankees and the domination that they've had historically over the last two decades against this organization, the playoff failures, and on and on and on. they do that in a lost season. That's what this is. I mean, there's no two ways about it. This has been as bad of a season it has. as anybody could have anticipated yep. with this team. Even if you didn't believe, I think the White Sox are a lot better. Or I think the Indians maybe even are. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought this <laughs> team was going to be 13 games out on June 11th. No. Yet, here they are.
0: Yeah, It's been dreadful. It has Trent. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think that um, very, very many people saw that this uh, this disappointing start coming. I don't know. We, we've we've uh, we've asked who's uh, who's to blame for this. I think there's just a number of factors. Yeah. Anyways, are they still in last place as They start the weekend. They are. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, still even behind those Detroit Tigers. Jeez. Unbelievable. Uh, the Royals had a good win last night out on the West Coast, but um, we start with the news that. Uh, came out, I guess we're probably the last one to get a crack at this, the last right. one of the local shows, um, to get a crack at the college football playoff. I'm surprised, quite honestly, it seems like in pe- the people in our business, be, whether you're writing sports, talking sports, covering sports, TV-wise, we're all in mm-hmm. with this 12. Yeah. But it's getting significant blowback, at least I feel that way. Um, from college football fans who will be asked to buy It's not universal. I know I'm painting with a pretty broad brush here. I was going
2: to say, I don't see that at all.
0: Well, I, I mean, it just seems like we're all in. Mm-hmm. I mean, More football's good, right? It's going to stretch college football. The quarterfinals, not the semifinals, the quarterfinals are on January 1st as college football reclaims uh, its most important date on the calendar. So January 1st rolls around. we got quarters. And the next week we got semis. And then, I don't know, do you wait two weeks? Do you try to push it back until that week uh, between the conference championships and the NFL and the Super Bowl? I know I would, but, boy, that's asking a lot. These kids are amateurs, after all, at least for the time being.
2: Well, they do it at the FCS level. They do that's it true. The, they do it at the D3 yeah. level. Those kids not only are not getting paid – they're paying to play for all right. intents and purposes because yeah. there's no scholarships in, the in January, D3. Right. So where, where's the big hullabaloo about that? This uh, is this is the part of the argument. It drives me nuts. And I heard Pat Forty going on and on about what it 40's, So Forty's uh, on board with this? No, he's on board with everything except for this element, that these unpaid amateurs are going to play 16 or 17 games. It happens at every other level. Guess what? High school, they play 13 14, yeah. 15 games, depending on what state that you go to. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're also unpaid amateurs. And to think these guys are unpaid amateurs, come on. Well,
0: we know some. there's a lot going
2: on. There, there, were, there is plenty true. going
0: on. That but I, wouldn't, I think that's probably not the case for the entire roster sure. or the entire starting 22. But Well, and the unpaid portion of it, there's plenty of good things that go along absolutely. with being a college athlete. Yeah. If, if, it, 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 it dependent or not whether you are willing to take advantage of those things that are afforded you, and mm-hmm. that is the the possibility of, of of getting through school and doing so with a diploma. And in some cases, you know, that sets you up for life, especially yeah. if you go to Notre Dame, right? <laughs> or That's what they tell of that you. Ilk, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I, I get that, but at the same time, um, I'm just glad that we're we're going to get football into December. So, conference championships end on first weekend in December. Then you have a two week break. So, let's say it's the fourth. Uh, two weeks later is the eighteenth. Then that that those will be the, that that will be the um, first round. The, the five through twelve, the, yep. six, the dot dot six the six through eleven, etc. And those will be played on campus before uh, the quarterfinals move to the Outback Bowl, the Gator Bowl.
2: But will it? Because our current structure, we have six. Right, we have the New Year's Six Bulls. Mm-hmm. You only need one more. Well, one of them's got it. One of them will fall. Right. You would only need one more Mm -hmm. just for those quarterfinals, Mm -hmm. for those seven quarterfinal games. So it's not going to be a bunch of these bulls that get there. Here's my problem. This is my biggest takeaway, my biggest issue with this. You were in a one through four seed. Imagine the year that Iowa had in 2015. Yep. And they finished the process. They would have
0: gone on the road and not had a home game.
2: No, they finished and they beat Michigan State. So you are in the number four.
0: Yeah, seeder. that's what I'm saying. If, they, if well, I see what you were going. I was I was ahead of you. So if they beat Michigan State, they're the four seed. Yes, but they don't get to play a game at Kinnick Stadium.
2: That sucks. Right. That's terrible. And this is the problem. Why does college football continually care about these bowl games so much? This could be yeah. a financial windfall that we've never seen before. Not just well, it's still going to be pretty big. It is, but it could be a lot bigger, and not just bigger for the collection the big money that goes into it. But think about Iowa City, and you have Mm -hmm. the number 5 seed, Texas A&M coming to town for a (laughs) quarterfinal. Think of that. Think of the buildup. Think of the hype. Think of the importance to the Iowa City community Uh to have something like that, and Ames, Iowa, and Madison, and on and on and on. These college towns, the reason that college football is what it is is because of the environment. Why didn't you mention Lincoln? (laughs) Because they're not getting there. (laughs) That is... What college football is about, it's the checkered end zone at Tennessee. It is the spear being planted at the 50-yard line Mm -hmm. at Florida State. It's Ralphie running out for Colorado. No, you're going to play in Tampa. And this is going to be the first of three times in a month that your fan base has to travel? Well, you
0: you do, but at the same time, as Bob Bowlesby said yesterday, there is a pretty good alternative, and that's sitting in your living room and watching it on high definition.
2: Yeah, but... Your team makes the college football playoff for the first time. You want to go. And then you got to go again. And think of the parents. I mean, we're talking about three pretty major well, road by, trips. By,
0: by then, I would like to think that there is somewhat of a carrot thrown. If indeed they're going to be playing all of these games, and you're right, it will get to 16 or 17 and all like. To, I mean, depending. There's obviously the top four are going to get a bye. But – um, they're they're going to play a minimum of fifteen mm-hmm. because they're going to play their 12. 13 is their championship game. Then they get a buy, they play, they win the court the semifinal, so that that could potentially be uh, a big number of games. They have to look after the parents, the fans. On the other hand, Billy Bob I get Johnson, your point.
2: he's from Spencer's.
0: Mom and Dad, they farmed their whole life, mm-hmm. and all right,
2: the opening round, you got to go on the road. Iowa State is the 11th seed, and they're going to
0: six-seeded Well, we're
2: going to Texas, Florida What what they
0: used last year's. Okay,
2: Florida. They're going to yeah, Florida. Yeah. And they win that game. So now, all right, come home two weeks later. Now you're making a trip out to the Rose Bowl. Here's Pasadena. You're going there. I'm and guessing then,
0: they'll find the money if the Rose Bowl's on the
2: thing. I'm sure they will, but not everybody's like Billy Bob's parents. I was just hearing Fran McCaffrey yesterday. He did a, Chad Leistig had a really good interview with him on Hawk Central, and he was talking about Joe Toussaint had surgery mom wasn't able to make it back. There's families that isn't difficult. So he hung out at the McCaffrey's house, and Margaret took care of him as he was on the men oh, coming back about from that? surgery. How that? know that. Yeah. I mean, a cool story. Yeah. But the part of it is Joe Toussaint's mom
0: mm-hmm.
2: couldn't get off work, couldn't get back when son had surgery, and couldn't help him out You know, in the few days that you need when you're getting back on your feet after surgery. There's lots of families like that. And that's the part that I think makes this difficult. And just the nature of it. What would you rather see? Would you rather see those quarterfinal games in actual stadiums of college football stadiums or neutral site venues that just don't bring a whole lot? I I don't don't think it's close.
0: I'm kind of torn on that. Kinnick Stadium on January 1st? Yeah. I mean...
2: (laughs) Think of the great playoff games that you think about in the NFL.
0: Think of Lambert. Yeah, true. I'll give you that. That's a fair point because I love the Giants and the uh, and the Packers in that NFC championship game. Flurry's fallen yes, in Denver. Scott awful freezing cold weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's fair. That's fair. That kind of shoots my I'm on the fence argument down because I do enjoy the hell out of that games in Buffalo in December. I love snow games. The um, what was the guy that drove the snowblower on in, in <laughs> right. Foxborough? The oh, guy that was like a before. convict, right? He was, he was. He was just out of prison, and <laughs> <laughs> here's your job. And right. well, yeah, what's the worst they can do? Right, I'll
2: throw you back in there. Um, yeah, fair point. Fair point. I don't think it's close, and the financial aspect I think is huge. Mm-hmm. The financial part, but. Just the environment. Has there ever been, boy, this is a really good Outback Bowl because the Bloomin' Onion, he really brought it today on the sidelines. Hmm. No. It, that's the part. I understand. These bull people, they got an incredible gig. You go around, you watch college football. And I football. think that's a
0: big part of it, Trent. You they want to look after that good old boy. Wine in and book. dine the
2: 80s, mm-hmm. but...
0: Don't we have to grow past this? Well, I we... like to think, but again, these guys are pretty well. They've they've gotten a pretty good foothold. They do. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the most plum positions in all of sports. No doubt, bowl rep. Just go and get wined and done and get your butt kissed wherever you show up on any given Saturday.
2: Who's the uh is it Jurek who the guy down with the uh the Yurik, fiesta- yeah, Yur- yeah. with the Fiesta Bowl yeah. guy?
0: He got in a peck of trouble. Oh dude. yeah. I
2: mean he has it Tom memberships to five, six different golf sure. courses and
0: It's like the Olympic Committee. Yes. I mean if you can't get on the Olympic Committee, I think that's the next step. Once you graduate from bull rep, you know, you become a member of the Olympic Committee and then you're really perking like a coffee pot.
2: So who does get the the next bowl then? Who is the one that jumps up? Is it Tampa? See, I thought Orlando. They've done a lot to that stadium. Yeah. They've spent the most at mm-hmm. least in terms of payout. Probably one of those two though. Tampa, Orlando, I guess would be on the list. Well, Vegas? I guess
0: uh, well. Well, yeah. I mean, the Las Vegas Bowl obviously historically. Yeah, but they're they're adding an additional bowl and I don't know if it's been named yet. Right. So maybe that's an easy way to yes. But you got Pasadena. You have Fiesta. You have Atlanta. Uh-huh. What other idea I had
2: is if you're looking for just one additional bowl game to make this work, why not Indianapolis? Why not have a Midwest venue that's obviously mm-hmm. a dome stadium? You don't have to worry about the weather part of it. But right.
0: But don't you want to go? Isn't it easier to attract people to a warm weather? I mean, just from your perspective. Your, well, you, we could drive there from right. here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And
2: again, the cost... Now, it doesn't matter. You know, if, if we say this year... How does that work also as it pertains to... Does the top remaining seed get their choice of destination for That's that That's to be final? determined.
0: That's to be determined. And the final aspect is Notre Dame. Yep. Notre Dame... Good for Swarbrick. Was a part of this. Yes. And good for him. He didn't try to flex his muscle. You know, I'm shocked. I, I am too. At, on, at first blush, I thought, okay, they're up to something here. They're telling us that we're going to join the ACC. Mm -hmm. But no. The more I read into it, they are willing to sacrifice that bye week in order to, and what we're talking about here, is if they are one of, they go undefeated. They're Mm -hmm. one of the top four teams in college football, as they were last year. They wouldn't get the bye because you have to be a conference champion. You just have to be a conference champion. So they would, in all likelihood, be a 5C, right? They mm-hmm. would be the 5. They would host a game. They are willing to sacrifice the bye week, and they still kind of get the bye week because their bye week is conference championship week. Absolutely, yes. So they would have, they play what? Thanksgiving weekend is the, we'll say the 28th of November, yeah. right? So then they don't play on the 4th of December, and then they get an additional two weeks before they host uh, someone in South Bend. So, on the surface, it seems like Notre Dame is really falling on the grenade here for the betterment of college football, but they're still getting three weeks off. Right. Yeah. They're, so, they're going to be fine in that aspect. 10-2, to two, they're in the playoff. Yeah. that's And this is the other thing, Trent. Oh! it's gonna ruin the regular season no it's not did the wild card ruin September baseball of course it didn't it keeps more teams involved if your team loses week one and then gets upset in the second conference game theoretically you are still alive in November when we get to the middle of November the third week in November these games mean something to way more teams because there's going to be 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 are all going to be up for selection. All of those spots. This is going to make late October, early November way more important. Think about September in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about last year. Well, I know there was more teams last year, but there are way more teams that second week of September, you're still alive. Another It's as- good.
2: aspect that I really like about this is... It is the top six conference champions. Right, there are no automatic correct. Bins. The Power Five does not. Mm-hmm. So last year's crappy Oregon team. Yes, they're, they're not, not in. Absolutely, they fin They were twenty fifth, and I think they shouldn't even been twenty fifth. I mean, they put them well, in there. It's, it's so they have. A, you know
0: what? It's hard to use last year because they played what six games. It did. Yeah, you're right.
2: But I'm just saying, whatever the system is.
0: Yeah, an eight and four team that upsets
2: somebody yeah. in the championship. Great, great for them. Mm-hmm. And your consolation prize will be. The best remaining bowl game. Yep, that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But I love that aspect, and I do with too. it, so we all right, undefeated Cincinnati. We knew it was getting in, but now,
0: well, this is huge for the Group the, of Five trend.
2: The Sun Belt champion is yes. actually getting in. Yes, the winner of Louisiana Lafayette
0: mm-hmm. Appy State. Mm-hmm. There's a spot now. The Group Group of Five yesterday could not have had a better day in the history yep. of of Group of Five football. It's it's plain and simple. They have a seat, a seat minimum, a yes. seat. At the table. Potentially two seats at the table. They never would have got in in the four. In the, in the, they won't get in this year. No. They won't get in next year. But in 2023, you're welcome to the table. Central Everybody Florida, is. you can have yeah, absolutely. your Absolutely. Boise State, you're in the conversation. This is great for college football. It's more inclusive. Now, I get the fact. We may be saying all this. You know, at the end of the day... It's Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma.
2: Because they will have an advantage yep. with that buy.
0: But you know what? There's other teams that at least had an opportunity in mm-hmm. this thing. They had two chances. They win their first, they get another chance. Yep, you're going to have to beat one of those heavy heads at some point. But that's sports, right?
2: I still have my UNI Sweet 16 shirt. Still have it. Yep. Still wear it. Wear it around the house. Yeah, that's going to be there. How does it fit, by the way? A little tighter. Yeah. The, uh You get to the quarterfinals, though. You're a quarterfinalist. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a badge. Hell yeah! You're going to buy that shirt. You're going to be excited. You're going to hang that that banner. Right? Yes. Quarterfinalist. Mm -hmm. Whatever they dub it. Yes, that is going to be an accomplishment. Just a playoff participant. Participant. That is going to be a big deal for the Iowas, the South Carolinas, the Iowa States, the West Virginias. Programs of that next tier. Just getting there, and if you win a game Mm -hmm. on
0: top of it. And, and if you host out. a game yet?
2: Yes. I mean, That's going to be Boy, huge. boy.
0: Sec third weekend. It's third Saturday in December. And there's a game at Kinnick or at Jack Trice Stadium? My God. Just figure out the quarterfinals and I'm happy. Yeah, so once you get to the second weekend, right? So once it's January 1st, you still want these games on campus.
2: I do. I think the environment, A, is better. Secondly, mm-hmm. you go you have an undefeated season. You are that surprise team, the 2015 Iowa. You have that kind of year, and you don't even get to host? You don't get to host a playoff game? Why the 5, the 6, the 7, and 8 do? That would be frustrating. Yeah,
0: and here's the other thing that's still up for debate, too, is is how are they going to allocate the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Is Are they going to do like a, uh, the Red River rivalry? Is half the stadium going to go to the home team, half to the – now, of course, the visiting team probably won't use all those tickets. Or will they just, you know what, it's your home game, you get them all, and here's 10,000 seats in the end zone, mm-hmm. in the corner of the end zone, in the upper deck for the visiting team? I would
2: think that there, there has to be something that probably is by mm-hmm. stadium capacity like you a can't, percentage. Yeah, you can't have a flat 8,000 for every visiting team is available and of course I'll go back to general public if you want right. sell it because think of last year. Cincinnati would have hosted Georgia. Well, <laughs> Nippert Stadium seats 38,000 something, right? Yeah. yeah. So, it has to be a percentage of that. I agree. I think
0: would be more likely is 5% they will figure that out. Mm-hmm. That part Here's what I do figured. know Trent, uh, th- this is going to happen and I believe it's going mm-hmm. to happen in this format because I don't think Bullsby and Sankey and Thompson from the uh, – and who else was part of it? Sankey, Swarbrick. Was it just four? I don't was, think yeah. those What's, four – For college sports, well, only it, four people on a committee? Yeah, I know it. I mean, it's, it's going to expand once we get to Chicago. Yeah. But I don't think those four would go public with this unless they had a wink and a nod mm. like, yeah, this is um, – we like this. I mean, that's too much egg in their face coming back at them. So buckle up. 12 is going to be the number. Uh, it's not going to be until 2023. It seems like a long way away. But boy, oh boy, how much fun is this going to be? I mean, trying I can't imagine what these TV name ratings are going to be. I really can't. Yeah. I mean, the the first weekend of the bull system on the, December the 20th, you know, you watch those games because maybe you have a bet on them or maybe you're in a pool. Um Maybe you haven't seen Marshall play all year. Right? <laughs> and that's what you're going to get. Now, now we're going to get the quarterfinals. My gosh. More college football is good. This this sport, my God. The Cheez-It Bowl last year. Oklahoma
2: State-Miami averaged 3.2 million viewers. Mm. The Cheez-It Bowl. Mm. Now, yeah. think of a playoff game. Right. Even between those two teams. It could be sure. Miami-Oklahoma State in, Absolutely. in the 8-9 game. That thing's going to be double. Oh, sure. Two and a half times? I, I
0: don't think it's a stretch at all to see those kind of numbers. And January 1st, man, it resonates through college football. It has taken back, I think it's its most important day of the year. I really do. So is it just lockstop every single year we are now doing
2: the quarterfinals on January 1st? No,
0: there's only one exception. If January 1st falls on a Sunday and that's the NFL's uh real estate. So that they would move to Monday the 2nd, which would be the day everybody gets off um you know of, of our work calendar. Mm-hmm. So January 1st yes with the exception of when January 1st falls on a Sunday, which has uh, always been. It's has always been, right? Yeah. So that's um that, that will stay in place. Huge news yesterday. Absolutely huge news. Sign me up to enthusiastic thumbs up. Uh, from certainly from these two talkers. Yes, I,
2: I am so... I, I didn't think initially I would like the 12. Mm-hmm. But hearing more, and I was a little bit surprised again on the surface until you do some more research, why did the SEC, why did they push for more? Well, of course, more opportunities, I get that, but they have it basically perfect right now. Sure. And, and to go to eight, it takes away a lot from them. I mean, realistically you can only get two teams in with, with eight. eight. yeah. But at 12, uh-huh. it's not a stretch for them to get Hell four. Maybe, no. dare I say five? I mean, it would take a perfect kind of grouping of events for that to happen, but it can happen. Mm-hmm. Four is a realistic number. Yep. And and now for the Big Ten, who, how many years have we seen? Penn State, yeah. one loss, but yeah. those you know what, kind Trent? of seasons.
0: Your, um, I don't know if it's a theory, but your point, and you've made this... Couple of times since this uh, came out, divisions. Mm-hmm. We may be seeing the end of the Big Ten East, the Big oh, yeah. Ten West. It looks as though that that is going to those annoying go by Penn the State way media side. is going to get yep, their way. That it sounds like it. Maybe not for the, uh, certainly maybe not for the next couple of years, but once we get to two thousand twenty three, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the case. Not just not the Big Ten, the Big uh, the SEC as well. Uh, they may forego their divisions. pac twelve, ACC. Do we see the Big Ten? The Big Twelve and the
2: Pac-12 go back to eight conference games. Conference games. Now, do we see that happen as well? Where? Yeah.
0: Well, remember because the Big the Big Ten went to nine. The theory behind that was is one more good data point. Right. To separate themselves. Yeah, I think so. I think if it's more, if you have a better pathway at eight, there's no, there's no reason now. Because there's more teams that we've, we've gone past 4 mm-hmm. We're at 12 now. There's going to be more opportunities. So, yes, I think you're probably right. You want to be in
2: the SEC kind of leading the way here. You want to do it their mm-hmm. same way. Now, now, that's the negative, in my opinion. Right. For Iowa State, it's not a huge deal. You'll miss one team probably every two years. It'll probably be a two-year cycle, I'd guess. Yeah. Not a huge deal. But for Iowa, you're still going to play, I would guess, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Wisconsin on a yearly basis. They'll probably set it up something mm-hmm. like that if they do do away with divisions. But to not play, I mean, remember that stretch against Illinois? Oh, it was unbelievable. What was it, eight, nine years yeah. they didn't play? Illinois. Right. They're a couple hours apart. Right. And you're not playing in Champaign. Mm-hmm. The rivalry doesn't matter Here. Outside of my buddy Nelson, but (laughs) well, it might again. But in the Quad Cities, got going. That's a huge deal. That's Iowa, Iowa State for us. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. In the Quad Cities is Illinois, Iowa for them. That's the part you miss. But ultimately. Hey, if you get a couple of playoff appearances, you'll be fine. Not seeing Northwestern on your schedule for a couple of years. Oh, man.
0: That is a badge of honor, being one of those quarter finalists oh. in, the, in the college football playoff. Uh, we will take a timeout. Tom Caker will join us next. We'll have more conversation on this. We will catch up on what's going on with the Hawks. They've been busy. Rivals, as you know, along uh, they do such a, t- a terrific job on all the recruiting. We'll do football. We'll do basketball. I did not know the Joe Toussaint story. Yeah. Did not know that.
2: Yeah, had because uh, I remember it was mentioned that he had surgery. Mm-hmm. Aaron Eulis also, I think, had the off-season surgery, and said, "Yeah, mom couldn't make it back, so he was just hanging out on our couch, and Margaret was taking care of him." And nice. he, and Fran said Margaret loved it, but you know, I've been doing this since Fran's been here. I haven't still been able to do even a radio interview with Fran. I did his first week, tried, yeah, and reached out a few different right. times. I've talked to the assistants. I've talked to Sherm a couple of times, Mm -hmm. which he's a fun guy. Talked to the guy from Sioux City, Spraw. Yeah. But never Fran. And then hearing him on the radio and and hearing him in that environment, you need to reach out to Whites again.
0: No, he's good. He's good. I mean, uh, I I watched John Beeline, uh, his kind of Big Ten Network Mm -hmm. put together kind of a best of when he was there with all the coaches uh, and McCaffrey was part of it. They had a really a really good relationship, Eli and McCaffrey. I think that was the highlight of the video from what I saw. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, two guys that have utmost respect for each other. I, I'd love to, um, yeah. McCaffrey's one of those guys who just love to sit around a, a table and, yeah. and shoot the breeze, right? And have a cold one. And I've heard plenty of people. Not just stories. him and I, but you know, a <laughs> yeah. table full of people.
2: Yeah. You know, hearing those stories too, obviously with his kids, he's at AU events. People see him mm-hmm. all the time. And, and when you get him in that environment, he's just. He has this persona and even just inside the Hawkeye fan base, for as winning as he has been, he's not beloved, is he? Even with the mm. hardcore fans. Not not as beloved as some yeah, other coaches are. I wonder why that is. Is it just the sweet sixteen? Is it I don't know. I, I unfortunately I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. And perhaps. I don't think it's fair. We've had this conversation mm-hmm. plenty of times in the past, but ultimately That's the part where I think if you you knew him in that environment as opposed to just the press conference clippings that you see – It would be a little bit
0: different. Uh, 1030, we'll come back with Tom Caker. Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. Uh, We'll go live to Chicago at 1105. Brian Walton, who covers the Cardinals at thecardinalnation.com, will be at Wrigley Field. We'll catch up with him a couple of hours before first pitch. Again, Cole Stewart has uh, been put into today's starting lineup. He will pitch, bumping Kyle Hendricks until tomorrow. Uh, So that will be 1105. And then Dave Sproul on Iowa State and the Big 12's perspective. On this college football playoff expansion, eleven twenty-five Claxons. Before we get out of here at noon, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six. Computer career. Now back to Miller and Condon on fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM. 1035. Welcome back. Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXN 0106.3 on the FM dial. Cubs uh, lineup has just been released. Starting lineup for today. Jock Peterson leads off in left field. Chris Bryant. Javi Baez back in the lineup. He's been out for a while. He will bat third. Rizzo fourth. Contreras behind the dish. Uh, The natural Patrick Wisdom will bat sixth. (laughs) Jason Hayward ground out the second at seventh. Alcantara is at second base tonight, or this afternoon. And then uh, Cole Stewart will pitch and bat ninth. Cubs cards Brian Walton is at Wrigley Field. He'll join us at 11.05. Tom Cakert joins us right now as we opine more so on the college football playoff from a Big Ten perspective, from an Iowa perspective. Hello, Tom Cakert. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me
0: on. Appreciate it, as always, Tom. We'll get into the busy week that you have had and the busy period, I guess, more so at HawkeyeReport.com with all these visits, et cetera. But just yesterday, the college football news, and I know that there's still some work to be done, and it is not official yet, but I don't think that Bowlesby and Thompson uh, and Sankey and Swarbrick would go forward with this plan if they didn't think it was going to be uh, voted in. Uh, Your thoughts, Tom, from a Big Ten, from a Hawkeye perspective. Is twelve the right number? Did they get it right, or what could be different?
1: Well, I think I think they got it right from a money perspective, and that's really the bottom line here, isn't it? Is that they wanted to, uh, you know, I, the pandemic just hit college programs harder than a lot of places, and um, it it upset the apple apple cart of one of their revenue streams, and partially the the TV one as well because everybody didn't play the amount of games so that revenue was down so there this is a way to make that money back i think the biggest surprise of yesterday is that um notre dame isn't going to be one of the Final four ever right in this the way they've got it set up i i wish i was stunned when i read that and heard that i uh but from the big 10 and iowa perspective it's the thing that's going to be most interesting to me is what happens when one of those southern schools has to come up to uh Iowa or Madison or Ann Arbor um, as a you know a, a lower seeded team and, and play in those in that environment in the middle of December I think that's just fascinating to me.
2: Going to be incredible. The uh, part that I don't like quarterfinals. So you earn one of those top four seeds and you don't get a home game on top of it. That's the part that I don't know. Do you, do you anticipate? that this is it, this is locked in, the, the proposal that we've seen, that is going to be it, or is there going to be some more nuance? It's still going to be 12 teams, the parameters are the same, but maybe some of the details will change before we ultimately get there in two years.
1: I think they want those, Those. Uh, I think the bowl partners want to stay relevant, mm-hmm. and this is a way to keep those guys relevant. Where It's going to be fascinating to me to see what, what games they, or what venues they choose, what bowl games do they choose for those uh, quarterfinal games? Is it going to be? You know, those bowl contracts are are there now. Um, does the out, I would imagine the Outback Bowl gets involved, and imagine um, whatever the the January first Bowl in Orlando is called these days. I don't remember if it's Buffalo Wild Wings or Capital One or whatever it is, but I can't. Uh, you know, I, I can see those guys getting involved. Those those next level bowls, and, and that's where they're going to keep their relevance because uh, you're taking away. Some of their inventory by uh, upping this to um, to twelve teams.
0: Tom Kanker from HawkeyeReport.com is our guest. Yeah, that's that, that's going to be interesting. You know what else? I and I thought that um, I was wrong on this when I we were speculating here all week long what this might look like. The loser of those quarterfinal games 6-11, dot dot dot. I thought that they would be you know just parked in one of the other bowl games, right? That they would get, uh, there would be one more game for them and their fan base they would get to travel to, I don't know, Memphis to the Liberty Bowl or something like along those lines or an Outback or a Gator or something. But they're not. Uh, once once you get knocked out of that quarterfinal game, your season comes to an end. On the surface, I understand it. Um, but I just, uh, I was wrong about that.
1: And that's, you know, that kind of sucks for, um, you know, the the. The non-power five school, like a, a Cincinnati or a Houston or Hawaii. You remember a few years back when Hawaii mm-hmm. played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Yep. Those teams are not going to get those experiences now. They're you know Hawaii could get in like as a as a twelve and have to go, play in uh, you know Happy Valley mm-hmm. or something like that. What if they get you know, in as a difficult... seven
0: though and get the host?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Right. That would be interesting. Oh, though, Um, But those those are I think that's the the, the downside of it is those kids who, you know, they're not normally going to get that experience. Mm -hmm. They're going to miss out on it now. But um, but, you know, you get a chance to play for a true national title, too. So that's part of the bargain.
0: Anything else playoff wise? You ready to talk? Uh, just some... the fact that the group of five had a wonderful day yeah, yesterday. It did. I mean, that that's one. Of, I think one of the positives Tom to come out of it. Right, they were never going to get a seat at the table as good as they were and as good a season as they've had. We've seen some great wins. We've seen one of the schools anoint themselves as a national championship without having to play in the game. Scott Frost. Uh, but at the same time, they they had a big big day yesterday. Starting in 2023, they get a seat at the big boy table. At least a seat. Yeah,
1: and that's they deserve it. They've earned it, um, and that's a good thing yep. that they're going to get the seat, but I would imagine they're not going to get many of those seats. No. They're gonna, the the rest of them are going to the big boys. And it, I'm going to be – the next domino, I think, with this is going to be – what? when does it get started? I think it's probably going to be not this year, but maybe the next year. 2023,
0: or so. I think it said.
1: Yeah, I I think that's probably what's going to happen, and the, I think part of that was so all the 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 bowl games that are involved now each get uh, two two slots at, uh, at at doing the the semifinal games, and then they could move on to this new format. The TV side is the thing that's going to fascinate me the most. Is do they just say ESPN would want out of this and? you guys can bid or do they just ESPN just pony up and uh, take the whole thing. And, uh, cause the contract, the TV contract, I think is the 2026. So they've still got three years beyond, you know, the 2023 thing. Uh, I think ESPN is just going to, well, of course, they're going to pony up, and right? And Tom, I think eat. the first
0: one comes up in 2023. and The speculation is, is once they start renegotiating with one of the conferences, the first one is up, everybody's going to fall in line. Here's my question for you, Tom. Last thing on this, I thought it was done. I'm not. Um, do you sense that the Big Ten will now go well, once again revert to eight conference games? I mean, they went to nine because they wanted that extra data point, that extra conference game to try and get one of those four, one of those four spots in the playoff. Now we're Back to twelve? Do they take a page out of the SEC, etc., and, and go back to eight conference games for non-cons?
1: I would, but I wonder if their um, network would want them to do that. That's the, mm. the you know an inventory oh, sure. point for those guys too. But but they're still going to play a game. You know it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, I would. Li- I, I that's a great question. It, I, I would think that you ju- you'd try and do that. You know then you're just playing a. Instead of playing um, Iowa, playing uh, Penn State or at Maryland, um, they can play uh, some of Trent's favorites: the directional Michigan schools, yeah, or um, you know, uh, Northern Penn Illinois, plays, uh, Bowling, Bowling Green. You know, some of those.
2: Wonderful, just what we need—more of those. But uh, understand, <laughs> that's what it is. If the, the trade-off is a playoff game. Yeah, sign me up, absolutely, for that. Well, in order to get there, you got to get players, so let's talk some recruiting and start with the guy that is signed, sealed, not delivered yet as he's still playing baseball, Brody Brecht. MLB scouts were in hand the other night. I got to call his first start of the year. Looked as good as always, pumping it up there, 97, 98 miles an hour. Loves football. I- I've been told football is his first love. Baseball might be his future. What's the latest you're hearing there, Tom?
1: Yeah, I would think that baseball's probably – you know uh, where he can go further, mm-hmm. that's not to discount his uh ability as a as a football player because he's really good there too um but um <laughs> the number of people that can throw in the high nineties in this in this world that are uh eighteen years old are are very small yep. so um and and he's got some you know wicked movement on he's got other pitches too um and he can be a dominant pitcher and um there's just not many guys on this planet that can do that so i he seems determined to at least give the football thing a try and, mm-hmm. and go that direction and he's going to play baseball too um it's going to take a wheelbarrow full of money to get him to give up football but i think he got a posture that way anyway sure uh, if you're brodie breck yep. because you're you're only up in that price tag by yep. saying, No, I'm playing football. I mean you'd be stupid to say, Oh no, I'm gonna listen because then they're gonna lowball you. Right. So Or you know what Tom, conversely money. if they and I agree with you on a lot
0: of points, but if they if they if the breck camp does make it known no, I'm playing football, that instead of being a – where where were these? Let's say he's a first-round pick. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, but it, will there be a team knowing he's going to play football, despite the fact you're going to come out with that wheelbarrow full of money, you're not going to be able to unsign him because he's bound and determined to play football? Does he fall further down the draft than he would had he not let it be known that football is where he's going to end up?
1: Yeah, the way the way I've understood these things to go is that – most of the teams know kind of a ballpark figure of what it would take to get him to listen. And, and they're going to contact him before they would draft him and say, do we need to give you, I'm just throwing this out here. This is just pure. I don't know anything like 1.5 million signing bonus. Mm -hmm. Do they tell him that? And he's, and then he'd say, yeah, I'll take that. Then they'll draft him. Right. You know, that's, that's how it's gonna work. It's um didn't the kid from uh from Dowling have that same kind of deal? You did Baumler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where was yeah, he going to school? Where, TCU.
2: TCU? Yeah. Those are out there. And money also can be out there in a big <laughs> way. It's a difficult a decision. decision. Yeah. It, it and really here's is.
1: here's the other thing. you know, a team can sign a bunch of like senior college guys or older college guys that they don't give as much bonus money. So a team could say in the fifth round have a ton of bonus money left. And they could just say, I'm going to take a crack at this Brett kid mm. and in the fifth round and say, hey, we'll give you $2 million if you sign. Okay, that's a good number for me. I'll sign.
0: wonder what it's going to take... <laughs> And stay going to be some sleepless nights, man, in the Brecht household. I mean, how about that decision?
1: That's a good position to be Hell in. Isn't yes, it? it is.
2: And uh, maybe get to get a chance to well win a state championship in his future ballpark in Iowa City. That's where State's going to be this year for four A. Then you can just stay there and get ready for football mm-hmm. camp. That'll be starting well, right as he's finishing up. Uh, that's the way that's going to play out. Tom, uh, Kevin Casper's <coughs> kid. He's going through and and talk about just looking to part huge six foot four receiver. Jerry Montgomery's kid. Now he's a commit, feeling old. All these uh, former Hawks. Am I wrong here, or does Kirk, has he got a soft spot for the legacy guys? You look at Montgomery. Offer list doesn't while wow you. There's something maybe just a tick more about being a former Hawkeye that Kirk likes.
1: Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's most of them have have merited it, and I, I think you know Jaden Montgomery probably would as well. Um, he doesn't offer legacy guys that, I mean, you look at Epi Epinesa. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, his kids have turned out pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Eric's walked on now. Um, but um, Jose, uh, the youngest one, who hasn't even walked through the uh, Edwardsville High School yet and already has an offer from Iowa and is already, huh. you know, 6'4 and 240 pounds. That
0: came this past and, weekend, right?
1: Um, it was like a week before was then it? he got the offer the same place. There's this big camp. It's the mega camp in Lindenwood um, uh, university down in St. Louis, the St. Louis area. I've been there actually to watch, I uh, Tyler cook play basketball oh, there, wow. uh, one game and, um, Tyler cook and Jason Tatum, uh, going back a little bit, but anyway, they were, um, there's a big camp there and that's where, uh, AJ got offered. And it's the same place that, uh, Iowa offered, uh, yose uh so it's uh uh, kind of a tradition for the epinesas but yeah that that kid he's really good um obviously you look at uh kyler casper's offers and um i talked to kevin casper the other day and he's like yeah we're going to usc and they're really interested too." uh all the arizona schools i mean he's a really talented wide receiver so um yeah it's uh there's there's just gonna be more of those guys that are coming along the legacy guys the one guy that won't get uh uh offered that's getting a bunch of the interest is uh, ryan Lofton's kid because of what happened with Lofton when he was at iowa with the playbook stealing
2: the playbook and now i'm going to drive it over to lincoln oh man there's a blast from the past like 22 years ago going back uh one final thing basketball note of course, uh, huge commitment as they get Bowen in the fold. A uh, quick thought on that one. And also, saw Omaha Blue took an unofficial over there, the former Waukee Warriors. He gets ready to start prep school. Still, I've said it before, Tom, Iowa probably not going to be fishing in those waters.
1: Yeah, uh, and the the more I hear about Omaha, the more it sounds like he's more than I. I you know, it's hard to say what where his development's going to end up going. But um, if he keeps on this track, but wouldn't it? Sh- it would surprise me if he doesn't take like the G League option and just <laughs> gets paid there and goes and, and works on his game with the Ignite instead of going to college. That's kind of what I've heard from uh, a couple of different people that that might be a, a more likely track for him than than even college to begin with. So, um, and Desante Bowen, big get for Iowa, somebody that Fran and company have been on for. Um, you know, a couple of gears, um, playing at Brewster now, um, just, you know, it, it opens up that doorway and they're, they're, um, in, I was talking to the, um, director for the expressions elite team that Bowen's playing on. He's new to that team, but I was in on like five or six different kids from this Boston based expressions elite team. And, um, you know, if they get him, now you open the door to other kids who like playing with him to uh, potentially, uh, uh, commit to Iowa, so we'll see what they can do here, uh, but Fran's got a lot of guys coming in that yeah. are pretty highly rated this, this spring, so um, I, I think that uh, the Garza era really has paid off in sure. that front, but it, as as Trent will point out, it's not about finishing second. got to get <laughs> yeah. these guys, and at least they've got Bowen on, on board now.
0: Tom Cakert, com. Tom, good hit today. Appreciate you coming on. We will talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Tom Cakert. Okay. Thanks, sir. Yep, HawkeyeReport.com uh, for Tom. We'll take a time out. Come back. Finish the hour. Miller and Condon. Claxon's an hour too. Fourteen sixty KXNO. One the details. And final couple of minutes of the uh, first hour of the program. Busy hour number two coming uh, up here. I just want to take a minute, Trent. you recall, uh, last year we had a guy by the name of Jeff Bolsinger who had been just uh, handed by his medical team a pretty tough uh, hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had him on to kind of pick up his spirits a little bit and invited him back to you know give us an update on your next birthday, which certainly wasn't guaranteed. Uh, but he uh, he made it. For his next That's birthday. Awesome. Absolutely. So you're still fighting the good fight over there. Keep doing what you're doing and listen to those doctors and um, keep fighting. Keep hanging in there. Jeff Bolsinger, happy birthday to you and congrats on a, on another year. Uh, coming up in hour number two, we will talk to Brian Walton. He is at Wrigley Field for the Cubs and the Cards. And Wrigley Field's going to be banged out today. How about that? There's just
2: something about these June, really the June and July games. I don't know, maybe it's football or just so ungodly hot yeah, right. in August, but yeah. June, July, Friday afternoon, get your work done a little early for the week, duck out, maybe grab a cold one, mm-hmm. sit at the corner spot. And, do you think
0: it's a coincidence that I scheduled my one call this afternoon for 1230? <laughs> I, I do not. Right. I
2: do not. Uh-huh.
0: There's something about it. It
2: just, and when you got a hot day like this here, it just feels good. Maybe find a patio, find a nice chair, cold one,
0: Perfect. Cubs cards and then prime time tomorrow night 6:15 on Fox and Sunday night baseball this week. And there's no hockey till well till Sunday afternoon, I think. Is that Teddy. what it is? Yeah, Sunday afternoon Tampa and the Islanders and Montreal and Las Vegas both did those you, Golden Knights, man. Did you see the series price in the uh, Islanders ding? No. It's huge. Is it? Tampa's an overwhelming favorite? Circa has it at +270 if you want the Islanders. Would you know what that Montreal is? What do you think Montreal is, if you want them over Las Vegas? Plus 350? Plus 450. <gasps> They've got no chance. The Golden Knights have just punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup. You know, the, I don't want to. Yeah, I do want a bitch. What am I kidding? <laughs> so the expansion draft is coming up, right? Yeah. Seattle's coming into the league. Every team loses one player, whether they want to or not. Not Las Vegas. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hour two coming up.